0: Hi, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Better. I am Dr. John Duffy with you, um, and unfortunately, uh, Julie Duffy is not with me here today. I'm actually down at WGN Radio's studios getting ready to do um, a radio bit, and I had a little bit of time here, and I thought I'd jump into one of the podcast studios and talk about something that's been happening lately in the wake of... Um, the publication of my new book, Parenting the New Teen in the Age of Anxiety, which I encourage you to go to Amazon right now and pick up, Um, and some of the talks I've been doing in the wake of this thing. And um, there's there's a, a theme that has jumped out at me over the course of the last several weeks that I would feel terribly remiss in not highlighting in some form. So I thought what better place to do it than here on the better podcast. Um, lately I've been talking about kids and suicide and suicidal thinking all the time. This has been, this has become part of my daily discussion, my daily routine. Um, I added at the part of my at the, at the onset of my most recent talk I added something that was true I talked about the calls that I get at the beginning of most days including today and at least once or twice or three times almost every day during the school week I get a call suggesting that a child is in desperate straits, feels terrible about him or herself, something horrible has just happened or something that feels horrible that we adults might not deem as horrible. And so our child feels suicidal. Our child is thinking in that day about taking his or her own life. Now I am spending a lot of time these days asking parents to confirm that they were never a teenager And I know some people in my generation actually thought about suicide, but there weren't many of us. And for an awful lot of us, that thought was fleeting. And um, I am reluctant to say this, but uh, I went to a school with 4,000 kids and I can name the kid who took his life when I was there over the course of four years, my son, went to a school with 4,000 kids. I don't know how many, and I'm the therapist in town. I'm one of the therapists in that town. I don't know how many kids took their lives while he was there. In the past four years, it's even more. Um, And that's true of virtually any high school, anywhere. I meet new kids in my practice and in my life all the time because uh, because of an artifact of what I do. And an awful lot of them will tell me directly, hey, somebody I know feels this way, feels suicidal or has taken their lives. So there are an awful lot of kids in this generation today who have known somebody who actually has completed suicide is dead, is gone. Um, And so I think we have to talk for a moment about the fragility of young life and why it is so fragile now. Um, So I spend a lot of time talking about all the new pressures and stressors our kids are under, academic strain, um, that scares our kids. and makes our kids incredibly anxious and sometimes drives hopelessness in our kids because they picture a future and they don't know if they can manifest that. They are having a very difficult time, a lot of them, seeing where I am now and where I want to be. And that draws some hopelessness. Sometimes their disconnection, their lack of actual meaningful relationship is part of what draws distress and hopelessness in an awful lot of kids. This is a reality. Um, social media sometimes can do it. In that, um, I, I just finished recording a podcast with with Heidi Stevens recently, and we were talking about a boy who took his life. Um, he had um, left some uh, intimate messages for another boy. He was not out. Uh, somebody found them overnight. By morning, this boy had taken his own life. So somebody had posted them somewhere else online. Other people who he went to school with or who he knew saw these messages and he couldn't see past that crisis. And that's what a lot of young people who have been suicidal tell me is they wind up in the suicidal fog where they feel like the only right thing to do. And this is true of Corey Walgren, um, who we talked about a few weeks ago in um, in that discussion about my brother, Tom. Um, oftentimes, a lot of these people who take their own lives, if they survive, they will tell us, um, I thought this was the right thing to do for everybody. I couldn't see another right thing to do. Um, So it's important that we recognize as the adults that the lives of our kids are more fragile. So as I go around talking about fostering a stronger connection with your kids and really, really understanding the nuances of their world, whether it is sexting like I'm talking about here or whether it is, um, you know, feeling terrible about how things are going academically or socially, uh, we have to lead from a place of empathy and a place of really understanding what our child feels instead of assuming what our child feels and, um, and working with that and acknowledging that and holding that for them because that's really all they need the vast majority of the time. Rarely is something that somebody feels suicidal about, rarely does that require a solution. Rarely does that require your action. It requires you to listen really, really well to what's going on in the mind of your child. And that's really what I wanted to get on here today and talk to you about. Um, I was recently asked, you know, like, well, uh, you know, Different kind of parenting seemed to be effective not that long ago where we didn't have to get deep and um, emotional and empathic uh, and intimate with our kids, you know, and talk about this very intimate stuff like sexting and, you know, what you're putting out there on social media in an intimate way with another kid. But we do have to do this we do have to do this now. The way we were parenting no longer works. There's too many other influences in the lives of our kids. And a lot of parents will roll their eyes at me like, you know, this is ridiculous. We're raising a bunch of what? uh, Snowflake pansies, call them what you want, right? I can't believe how soft and entitled this generation is. And let me just take a moment. To dispel that myth with every ounce of my energy because, man, the generation coming up today is deep and thoughtful and they carry enormous burdens when it comes to the stress and the overwhelming noise in their life coming from all sorts of different directions, including us if we're being reasonable and honest and fair about it. Um, So these aren't snowflakes. These are really, really strong people carrying really, really heavy burdens. So the upshot of this is our kids' lives are fragile. And I really sincerely believe, and I wouldn't be here if I didn't, that there are some things we can do to ease their burdens such that they are more likely to survive and thrive, and when I use the word survive, I mean that literally and figuratively, but the literal part is worth talking about. More and more kids are taking their lives all the time. More and more kids think about and consider the possibility that they um, might take their lives one day. It's on the table. Or kids are passively suicide, like you've heard me talking about on this podcast before, where it's like, mm, I'm not sure that I care if I wake up tomorrow. And that's the last thing we want our kids to feel on any regular basis. So part of our job is to provide hope for our kids. The method for doing that, I think we sometimes miss because I end up my talks these days saying we think parenting is something we do. (laughs) We think it's active. We think there's technique involved. The truth is, a parent is someone we are. And as such, our job is way more to listen and to understand, even about stuff we feel on the outside like we disapprove of. The sexting, the vaping, the jeweling, the cheating, the, um, you know, some of the stuff, the inappropriate language that our kids put on social media. Uh, I hate to be so crass about it, but get over it, man, and have an open honest discussion with your kid about a lot of things and be willing to listen to what they have to say because this is the intervention, this is the parenting technique, if you need to use those words, that is going to have an impact on your child's life and very well might save it. So um, less talking, more listening, more understanding, and more empathy for the situations our kids are in and what they're going through and what they're suffering. This is crucial. It is really, really important. And so I thought I'd just take a couple of minutes and supplement some of our other podcasts with those few thoughts. Um, This is... Better, and Julie and I will be back with you very, very shortly, hopefully next week. Um, for those of you hearing this now, um, if it's not already uh, Thursday, um, October 3rd, I will be at, um, at Nazareth Academy at 7 o'clock on Thursday night on um, next, oh boy, I want to get this right, on the 8th. I will be signing at uh, Anderson's Books in LaGrange. Um, and let's see what else is coming up. I think there's other good stuff coming up as well. I will be speaking on the 15th of October at Whitney Young in the city. I will be signing at Barber's Bookstore in Vernon Hills on the 16th. And I will be signing at Barbara's Bookstore out in Burr Ridge on the 22nd. So that's what's coming up shortly. So I hope to see you at one or more of those events. Um, This is Better. I am Dr. John Duffy and serving as proxy for um, my brilliant wife, Julie Duffy. And we will talk to you next time. Thanks so much for listening. Bye-bye.